it's Leslie and Rena, and, and this, this is Soul Sisters Podcast. Hey, welcome back to Soul Sisters Podcast. I'm Leslie. I'm so excited that you're tuning in again today. I do want to take a second apologize for last week. We had planned to air an episode, but I came down with the flu, and then this past weekend, Rena's daughter came down with strep. My daughter had the flu, she had an ear infection, it was just a whole thing. (laughs) So our lives have been pretty crazy this past week, but I am here today. I'm going to be recording on my own. Rena's not able to be on the recording today, but she thought that was fine (laughs) because this is my favorite topic, and this is the conclusion of our series, and no one told me life was going to be this way, and I'm here to talk to you about boundaries because, like I said, it's my favorite topic. I'm going to jump right in today with the five common misconceptions people have about boundaries. I got this from psychcentral.com, and these are myths that I truly believed about boundaries before I started implementing them into my life. And once I go through these five, I'm then going to go into some facts and give you some information about boundaries that are actual truth. Some things are from my own experience. Other things are from books that I've read and countless hours of therapy. I do want to note I am not a licensed professional, (laughs) but um, boundaries is kind of my thing, which is crazy to believe because at one time I never thought that I would have healthy boundaries with anyone in my life. And first things first, common misconceptions. Number one, boundaries push people away. Truly believed this all my life until about a couple, I guess three or four years ago. Uh, Number two, love has no boundaries. 100% believe this one, y'all. I used to think that if you loved me or if I loved someone, I was never allowed to say no and uh, that I was just supposed to be a doormat, which is not true. Uh, Number three, boundaries are selfish. I felt so guilty about putting boundaries up in my life because there are people around me that I've implemented boundaries with that think that I'm selfish or that I don't care about them or I hate them. And I know that for me, when other people would have boundaries with me, I felt the same way. So I totally get it, but that's a lie. And then number four is that setting boundaries require you to be mean. I also felt this way when I started implementing boundaries. I was like, oh, people are going to think I'm mad at them. People are going to like me. Oh, no. Guess what? It's okay. You will live. (laughs) Uh, Number five, boundaries require too much time. I didn't think that I would have the emotional strength to continue to keep these boundaries in place or, you know, just maintain them. I do want to be transparent and honest with you about my struggles because I struggled with boundaries for a very long time. But I also want you to know that Even as a people pleaser, even as someone who hates saying no to other people, it is okay to do that. It does not make you selfish. It does not make you a mean person. It just makes you responsible for yourself and your actions and not allow other people to control how you act or how you manage your space, your time, and your energy. All that being said, 
we're going to start with what the dictionary defines a boundary as. A line that marks the limit of an area or a dividing line. So basically, that's what's to me a boundary is like an invisible fence around your personal space. It separates you from everyone else. Now, this is not a wall because walls are not made to be torn down. But with a fence, you can typically have a gate, which then allows you to be in control of what comes in and out of your um, quote unquote yard, for lack of a better word. <laughs> uh, boundaries help you separate what's yours from what is everyone else's. It gives you the ability to help others without stretching yourself too thin. It gives you the ability to say, hey, I'll help you with this and this, but I can't help you here with no further explanation. I'm going to read you a quote from a book by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. It's called The Boundary Book. <laughs> um, it's my favorite book and it's been extremely helpful when we begin to set boundaries with people we love, a really hard thing happens. They hurt. They may feel a hole where you used to plug up their aloneness, their disorganization, or their financial irresponsibility. Whatever it is, they will feel a loss. If you love them, this will be difficult for you to watch. But when you are dealing with someone who is hurting, remember that your boundaries are both necessary for you and helpful for them. If you have been enabling them to be irresponsible, your limit setting may nudge them towards responsibility. This was a really hard truth for me to swallow because the people that I implemented boundaries with first were my family members and I was really worried that they were going to disown me, they weren't going to love me anymore, but I'm here to tell you that my family still loves me, I still love them, and we have a really healthy relationship now and a lot of that is in part to do with the fact that I started setting boundaries and I decided that I was going to be separate from them. I was not going to be in a codependent relationship anymore and it's been beneficial for me and for everyone else involved. Uh, now people who have no boundaries will have a hard time understanding and when you begin to enforce them, saying no can be hard to do, especially if you're anything like me, because being a people pleaser is rough. Woof. But boundaries give you the freedom to say no without guilt. The important thing to remember is that if someone is upset about your no, it probably has more to do with them not getting their way than with you being the actual problem. Don't be surprised when others try to start manipulating you. So manipulation is a tactic that's usually used when you start enforcing boundaries. Don't fall victim to someone's manipulation. There is no deal to be made. It is not your responsibility to make someone else feel better about their junk. People without boundaries will sometimes insult you for having them. They think you're avoiding the problems. But one thing you should understand is that if you're at peace with the boundary that you have, then it's working. Irregardless of how someone else feels about your choice to limit or even cut off all ties of communication with them. On the other hand, you also need to understand that you cannot manipulate people into swallowing your boundaries by sugarcoating them, okay? So you can't set a boundary and do it in such a way that it's manipulative towards someone else where 
they don't know your true intentions like you have to be clear-cut and be firm on what that boundary is whether they like it or they don't I'm going to read you another quote by Dr. Henry Cloud from Boundaries it says those people in our lives who can respect our boundaries will love our wills our opinions our separateness those who can't respect our boundaries are telling us that they don't love our no's they only love our yeses and our compliance quote I only like it when you do what I want end quote so that was kind of something I've always been afraid of when it came to setting boundaries is that I'm going to see people who I've cared about who I've loved in my life once I start setting boundaries what if I realize that they don't love me for who I am they only love me for what I can give them and that was scary for me because I've talked about before I have abandonment issues <laughs> so the thought of someone not accepting my no terrified me but at the end of the day, I have lived and survived through all of the people who don't like my nose, and I'm left with people who truly love me, truly care about me, and respect what I do have to offer and what I don't offer, and that's very comforting. And all that to say, how do you set boundaries, people? Like, this was my big question. How do you do it? Um, one, you have to recognize what you need example I needed a mental and emotional break from my life when I started to implement boundaries and um, I am balls to the wall or none at all like <laughs> some people will dip their toes into boundaries but I went all in I mean it was insane I just started basically cutting things out left and right I just I could not handle my energy being sucked from me anymore I couldn't handle, handle the stress. I literally couldn't function. I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. It was so intense. I needed to learn what I can and cannot control when it came to boundaries. So Dr. Henry Cloud from the book Boundaries gives the examples of what you have and don't have power over. So number one, you have the power to agree with the truth about your problems. You can confess, agree with, you have the ability to say, that is me, but you may not be able to change it, but you can at least see it. Number two, you have the power to submit your inability to God. You always have power to ask for help and yield. You have the power to humble yourself, to turn your life over to him. You may not be able to heal yourself, but you can call the doctor. We have uh, some scriptures for biblical truth, First uh, John chapter one verse nine, James chapter four verse seven through ten, Matthew chapter five verses three and six. Number three, you have the power to search and ask God and others to reveal more and more about what is within your own boundaries. Number four, you have the power to turn away from the evil within you. This is called repentance. This does not mean that you will be perfect. It means you can see your simple parts and aspects that you want to change. Number five, you have the power to humble yourself and ask God and others to help you with your needs. You need to seek God and others to have those needs met. Number six, you have the power to seek out those who you have injured and make amends. You do this in order to be responsible for yourself and your sin and be responsible to those you have injured. 
biblical truth is Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. And so those are things that you do have control over. Now there's a whole other section that defines what you do not have power over. And I really encourage you to pick up this book. You can get it on Audible. You can get it on Amazon. I'll put the link in the description below. And it was a game changer for me. Uh, this is in no way sponsored, but I just highly recommend this book. Uh, boundaries can be flexible depending on what's going on in your life. In the beginning, I suggest keeping your boundaries firm and be unwavering. But as you get the hang of setting boundaries in different areas of your life, it becomes easier and gives you a little more freedom to flex here or there. By flex, I mean opening your gate to more things. <laughs> However, you don't ever need to relinquish your boundaries. You need to always remember why you decided to make that decision in the first place. Boundaries teach other people how to treat you. Now, boundaries are for you. They're not for other people. They are not to control other people. They are for you to control yourself. So, where's the best place to start? With your needs. Okay, so first thing, are you stretched thin helping everyone else? Set a boundary. Start saying no. For me, that was incredibly difficult. So it sounds silly, but I started saying no to little things. Um, I would say, no, I'm not going to check my phone every time it goes off. I would put it on do not disturb with a select few people that would come through if there was like an emergency or something. Um, I got off social media for a while. I detoxed myself from everyone else's energy so that I could focus on myself. I went to therapy a few times a month, sometimes a few times a week, <clears throat> because I had that many issues. <laughs> um, but that was all to help me learn a new balance that would fit my life. And I worked with an incredible mentor that helped me keep on track. So when I felt the need for a little extra encouragement, I'd call her, she would pray with me, I would pray. Um, I just, I trusted the Lord and that doing this was best for me and for my family. And I wanted to be able to teach Olivia that she could have boundaries. She was allowed to say no. She was allowed to have control over herself and, you know, she can't control other people, but she can control what she does and doesn't do. And so I felt like that was super important for me and in order for me to want those things for her, I had to be doing them myself. Now, of course, Olivia is responsible for doing things. <laughs> She's not allowed to just say, no, I don't want to clean my room. She still has responsibilities, but she is allowed to have the freedom to say no. No, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to go there. And She's allowed to have that freedom, but at the same time, she's still six years old and I'm her mom and it is my responsibility to help navigate her in a way to understand what she still has to be responsible for, whether she likes it or not. Just like, I don't always want to go to work or I don't always want to cook dinner, yet that's my responsibility and that's what I'm going to do because that's just part of life, doing things that you don't always want to do. I just want to make that clear that... Um, teaching her boundaries does not mean that she has no responsibility and she rules the roost because she does not. <laughs> I had to say no to things I didn't want to do. Like if Olivia needed extra attention or love, I wouldn't do the laundry. If I had a stressful day, I would say no to hanging out with my friends or 
you know, going to small group even or just things that I needed to say no to so that I could regain my energy and my strength. I'm going to reference another book here by Dr. Henry Cloud. He's probably my favorite person. Um, <laughs> this book is The Law of Happiness, and I'll also put a link in the show notes for you if you're interested in it, um, Amazon link and an Audible link. Um, this is called The Law of Happiness, and he breaks down six boundaries that you need to name for yourself. Now, these are just examples. This is not an extensive list. This is what I use starting out uh, when I started needing to name my boundaries, name what I needed, and just make sure you name them because if you don't, then you don't even know what your boundary is and then other people are going to be able to cross lines and they're going to have crossed that line before you even realize that that was a boundary you needed. So when implementing boundaries, make sure that you write down what your boundary is, that you keep that at the forefront of your mind, make a list of it. I kept a list, I put it in my phone, I set reminders so it would go off <laughs> so that I could reevaluate, reread, and reexamine what um, those boundaries are for me until, you know, eventually I got used to um, having standards for what I would and would not accept uh, when it came to behavior that was done towards me or just behavior that I wasn't going to tolerate or be around. All that to be said, here are the six boundaries that started me off with uh, what I implemented for myself. Number one, I will not allow myself to be constantly criticized or infected with toxic emotional treatment that damages me. I will address it and try to resolve it, but if the situation cannot be resolved, I will not expose myself to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. This is literally my number one to this day. Number two, I will not allow myself to be yelled at or be verbally abused. If that happens, I will distance myself from the relationship until the abuse stops. Now, this one was similar to one I had. It wasn't necessarily verbal abuse. It was a different kind of abuse, but um, I tweaked this one to fit my needs at that time in my life. Number three, I will not allow myself to trust a liar or a cheat. The lying must stop before I trust the person again. I live by this. Number three, live, 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 live by it because there are still people in my life who feel like I am so stupid that I believe their lies constantly and it gets really frustrating, but I just don't trust those people and <laughs> it's really easy to have trust broken. Uh, it's really hard to regain that trust. And, but, you know, people do change and there's hope for everyone that's still breathing. So, you know, you just pray for your enemies. That's what the Lord says. So that's what I do. Number four, I will not take responsibility for irresponsible behavior of others. If they try to get me to do their work, I will tell them I care for them, but that is their own responsibility and not mine. I use this one with Olivia. <laughs> so when Olivia does something wrong at school, for instance, she'll be like, well, this kid made me. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. You're responsible for yourself, your actions, your person. And no one else can make you do something that you don't want to do. And um, I, I used to use this when I was single, when it came to like relationships and people I was talking with. But I don't, I don't typically need this one in my life anymore, but it is a good one. Number five, I will not tolerate any abuse of any kind. 
I stand by this 110% period, end of story. I don't tolerate it. Number six, I will not allow someone to derail me from my path of growth or my relationship with God. This is probably the most important one to me because my relationship with God is my number one. Anyone who wants to intimidate me, bully me, hurt me, say bad things about me, push me to try and stop doing what I'm doing or hinder me from doing what I feel like I'm called to do, I don't tolerate them. I don't allow that to enter into my mind. I don't allow that to become my inner truth. I call it what it is, a lie from the pits of hell, and I move on with my life, and I pray about it, and then I continue to grow. So those six are super great. They're not definitive. They're, um, you know, not ending at that, but those are a really good start for setting boundaries. Now, that's to say boundaries are for you and your self-control purposes, not for anyone else. Therefore, you do not have to necessarily tell the person that you're putting a boundary with what your boundary is. So if I have a boundary with someone, I don't have to, you know, message them, call them, text them, tell them, hey, listen, this is my boundary with you. Because when they may not understand to it's really not for them it's for you so the best thing to do is to honestly just implement that for yourself and the best example I can give you is that I got myself into an emotionally draining situation with my ex-husband because uh, there's things going on that have nothing to do with our daughter but it's hard to separate the two at times and I've been guilty of mixing the two because I'm human and I'm not perfect and whatever it happens however I had to put up a boundary for myself but I didn't message him and say hey this is my boundary this is what I will and will not do this is what I will and will not communicate about you like about with you and so when I would get text messages that had nothing to do with our daughter I just would not respond I would completely ignore everything that he mentioned that had nothing to do with our daughter and I would only address the things that specifically related to her and that's my boundary and that's continued to be my boundary and it's worked for me but I've never just gone out flat and said hey this is my boundary and I just want you to know because boundaries are not for the other person they to control them boundaries are for you to control yourself and have self-control and if I allow myself to engage in conversation that has nothing to do with my daughter with my ex-husband it gets very volatile very emotional and it's draining and it's not healthy for me therefore I'm not going to continue to do those things and I just want you to understand that you can have boundaries without telling other people that you have boundaries (laughs) it's not something you have to announce to the world there are just things that you know, are for you and your mental health and your relationship with the Lord and making sure that you're being the person that God's called you to be and the fact that there's biblical truth surrounding having boundaries is just super comforting for me and I hope that it'll also be comforting for you. I hope that this has been really beneficial for you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this. I know it's not as much fun because Rena's not here. There's not as much laughter or like banter back and forth, but 
I'm going to leave off and say a prayer for you guys like we've been doing the last couple of episodes. I really enjoy this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for biblical representation of what a boundary is. Thank you, God, that you allow us the freedom to be ourselves, but also to count on you, rely on you, depend on you, and trust that you are ultimately in control of every situation and sovereign over everything. I pray, God, for everyone listening to this podcast that they would be blessed by this, that their lives would flourish, that they would be able to implement boundaries in their life where it's needed. They would have a better understanding of what boundaries are. And Lord God, if there's anyone out there who needs help or needs a friend, they would feel free to um, reach out and ask for that help, that they wouldn't be afraid. And I just pray, God, that you would continue to bless this podcast and our listeners. And we thank you every day that we've been given this platform and this opportunity to share your truth and your word and our experiences with anyone who's free to listen. Thank you, God, so much for this day. And thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us to save us from our sin so that we can have a relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Amen.